Hi everyone, what's up? My name is Mondo and this is episode 49 of Hung Jury Gaming Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Today is March 16th, 2018, but you're most likely listening in sometime after this coming Monday. If you're new to the show, every week we discuss a gaming issue, the pros and cons, and everything in between. At the inclusion of the discussion, we pass the conversation on to you, the jury, to make a final verdict. Today we'll be discussing Escape from Tarkov. Joining us today to talk about this fantastic game, our co-host, Lewis Dude, what's up? Hello everyone, how's everyone doing? Ah man, I'm sure everyone's doing (laughs) great, especially since we're going to give them like a full synopsis of Escape from Tarkov, so they should be able to sit down and just relax and listen to us talk about that before we begin as always guys there's there is some housekeeping to be done sorry about this but it has to be done please remember to check out our main website www.hungjurynetwork.com there you can find all of our latest episodes you can also subscribe so do that uh, episodes are uploaded every monday although timing may depend on the weather you can also find us on itunes podbean google play music stitcher and other affiliate podcast services by simply searching hungry gaming podcast if you have something to say, comment, recommendation, hate us, love us, join the jury. That way you can kind of like say what you want uh, by liking our Facebook page and tweeting us at Hungry Gaming Podcast. All right. Now let's talk really quickly before we jump into the topic of the day. Let's talk about what we spoke about last week. And that was the Sea of Thieves, like, you know, kind of what we thought, if we thought it was going to be good, bad. The question I asked you guys to answer was whether you're going to pick it up and phenomenally, Kind of like not really that surprised, but a little bit surprised. It, it was actually 100%. You guys said, yeah, you guys are planning on playing Sea of Thieves. That's kind of cool. I'm like really excited for that. Uh, Louis, what do you think about that? About the launch trailer? Yeah, no, about the, just the, no, the, 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 the fact that people are like, yeah, they're, they are going to play it. No, no, I just, I'm just finally glad that it's happening, man. After seeing the, the trailer that I, I saw, we finally get to see the Kraken and... It looks yeah. very majestic. It was like, that was dropped like a day ago, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. trailer, right? That was pretty cool. It's kind of like crazy. Slightly crazy. No, it's it's going to be amazing. <laughs> I just really hope they have the full crack and not just the, the tentacles. It's going to be, they didn't, they didn't, know, they didn't show worry, anything man. under the water. They only saw the tentacles. So I hope I they know, I'm kind of worried about that. <laughs> I'm, worried. I'm worried that they, we're just, well, I mean, you had the same, you had the same response when we dropped the anchor. You were like, where's the anchor? Yeah. So, well, you know, like, I'm kind of like, I really hope it's not just like these, you know, beheaded tentacles uh, that have no body or, or, or mouth or anything. But you know what? I, as much as I want to believe that Rare didn't do it, because I think they did it, um, they might surprise me. They might surprise us. Um, they've done an excellent job, and Sea of Thieves is, is good. So Sea of Thieves will be dropping for PC and Xbox One March 20th. That's, uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, it's tomorrow for you guys. Uh, so, man, you're closer to the release than we are, and I'm so jealous. Uh, now, for our general update, it's our little segment where we just discuss some real quick news. Um, Super Mario Odyssey, this is a kind of like a not that late update, but just some you know updates that have been coming up. So Mario Odyssey has a hide and seek mode, unbeknownst to me, uh, Lewis. So what's up with this mode? I know I know that you're the one who kind of brought up to my attention. I feel really incompetent the fact that I, did, I wasn't even aware of this uh, mode um, in this game. Actually, it was under my radar too. Uh, the only reason I knew about it was because I see Video Game Donkey, and I'm sure some of the viewers know who that is. And I just saw this hide-and-seek mode, and what it ba- what it basically is, it's that one player hides a balloon inside the map, and then the other player has to go find it. 
And some of these spots are really ridiculous, so it really challenges the player to use Mario's mechanics in order to reach those spots. Um, but like we talked about earlier, there are some glitches on these uh, maps, and that uh, needs to be addressed by Nintendo. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if they fixed it yet, but um, in the video, he was still using some of the glitches, so there's still some out there. But it's a great mode, and I think it's a lot of fun, and I'm glad they added that ex- uh, extra feature in the game of Mario. Yeah. I'm excited for it. Uh, I know that it's it's somewhat like late news in the fact that people have known about this for a while. Uh, it's been under the radar for me. And I, I guess since it's been under the radar for both of us, uh, we might as well just kind of let our audience know, hey, check this out. You might like mm-hmm. it. You know, like it might, it might be something that you weren't aware about. Now, this is something that has not been on, under the radar for me. I think Justin was actually the one that brought it up to me first. He brought it up to both of us. And that is Fortnite's iPhone version. So it's like Fortnite Battle Royale on the iPhone, um, this is incredible. I, I, I'm just mind-boggled by the fact that Epic is releasing the game cross-platform over PlayStation, Xbox, PC on the iPhone. And I'm like, holy crap, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm like, I can finally, like, go wherever I want, play Fortnite on my phone, uh, and, you know, just enjoy the game. I don't have to carry my laptop around or anything like that and that's pretty cool uh but i know it's by invite only which is i know i know it's kind of weird you know like you everyone just kind of wants to jump in but it's you know you have to like kind of like register yourself with with epic and then tell them that you want uh an invite and they'll send you an invite when the when the servers i guess allow it i don't know so thoughts dude well what do you think about this man like fortnite on iphone um it's i'm mixed uh about it I think it kind of takes the exclusivity of the game because uh, I don't know. I, I feel like a, a game on the game on the PC is more genuine than on the iPhone, and I don't think it's going to be as fun as the PC. Uh, we spoke about you know how the they included some handicaps. You mentioned that they uh, now the looting is just walking over, right? You could just walk over and pick yeah, up weapons. Yeah, it's uh, it's by contact. Yeah, it's by contact. Um, I yeah. think I saw that some of the the. You can see footprints of where people are walking. Like, if they're near you, you can see, like, little footprints, like, appear on the HUD. Like, it'll show in the direction mm-hmm. of where it is. I guess that's, uh, they do it so, since the PC players yeah, might, or, or, or console players have a headsets and better sound, so that uh, it could uh, help out the phone players. That's another thing that I kind of have a gripe with. But I mean, it's free. Why? I don't know. I don't Why? know. I'm 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 glad. Like this is like I need I need we need to discuss this because like I think it's awesome. But I want to know why you think that it's like such a detriment well, to the gaming I mean, society. There's already a lot of of these uh, battle royale games on the phone. There's the rules of survival. Mm-hmm. I know there, there are, are, are a, lot. a lot, and they're mostly yeah. PUBG yes, clones, most right? Of them they're, like, they're PUBG mm-hmm. clones. Yeah. And yeah. um, but like they feel like it's like the, they're like copied and pasted. Like they feel like it's the same game with a different name, isn't it? I mean, like. Like they, there's like survival killer rules or of survival. something like that, and, and there's like, another one that that's rules of really survival close. and then something you've got knives like, or something with knives. Yeah. But my point being is that there's a lot of them on the phone, and I, I I'm I checking don't really, it out now. I, I want really I, I want to get these names. I right. don't think I would find. I have to play it, but I don't think it's gonna be as good as playing on the PC or the PS4. And but I mean, I'm glad it's there. There's gonna be more servers, more people playing together. That's <laughs> rules good. of survival. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, it's Rules of Survival, Knives yeah, Out. Yeah, Knives Out. Those uh, two are, are almost got, like PUBG replicas, but not even close. Yeah, they're copied and pasted. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the they have the whole weird. concept I, of the tiers just, of, of loot, too. Like the backpacks, one, two, and three, as well as the armor and helmets being one, two, and three. Yeah, like level one, level two, they level have cars three, too. and then like... So. I, I think, you know, it's kind of bewildering. Have you played any of these? I actually played like Rules of these, Survival. Uh, it wasn't that bad. Um, there's actually it's pretty cool no. you actually get to aim down the scopes you can attach scopes to weapons there's cars too um we're not sponsored by rules of survival I'm, I'm, I'm by the way it. i'm, I'm downloading it right now yeah no it i know means are we are we affiliated to a chinese mm-hmm. company that is making PUBG yeah. clones on on iphone uh yeah I, i'm excited i guess okay so to kind of like contrast your thoughts on PUBG, i think it's a great thing um i know that a lot of people are a little hesitant to even consider mobile gaming mm-hmm. like gaming mm-hmm. you know it's, it's people are like it's so casual right. uh that i mean it's not really like it, it can't possibly be com- it, can, it can't be a competitive um part of gaming when you've got pc and then even i mean let's be honest people who play on console there's a huge feud of whether console is competitive gaming versus PC competitive gaming. And then you bring in mobile gaming into the mix and it's just, it seems like a clear, uh, like a, like a clear answer. It's yeah. like, Oh, that can't, you can't possibly be competitive on mobile gaming. Um, there are a few exceptions. You got like Hearthstone, which is like the card yeah. game and you, that really doesn't change. But that works on well PC with, or, with or Fortnite. Mobile. I feel like it's, it's a, you lose a lot of the fast paced movement that you have with the console and the mm. PC. That is just, it's, it feels like it'll be like a downgraded type of a gameplay for me. And it's great if you're waiting in line or like at the, at a dentist appointment or something like that. <laughs> and it's great, yeah. but it's just, you, it's gonna, I feel like I would wish like I was just actually sitting in my house just playing the actual game, you know, like it is the game, but like, you know, with the, the full blown experience of the game. You get me? Uh, but yeah. they're doing no, a good I, job because they're just you. branching out to, Every person possible, you know, at the moment that they can jump in and play the game. So that's a good thing. Also, it's bringing more money into yeah. the company every time that anyone's able to play. Uh, so good job on them. I, and I'm I, glad I that more people are going. I can't seem to find. I can't seem to find confirmation on this. I'm searching up right now, but I, I'm. I'm curious to know if, if you, if you can play the game under your account, the same account that you play on PC and PlayStation and Xbox. Um, only because it would be really cool if I could jump into the Fortnite mobile version. So it is the same game. Um, I just want to know if you can play on that version, uh, because I, w- I want to be able to like keep my you know my stuff. Like I have like the battle right. pass. Well, you, you uh, do have the PS4, Fortnite. right? You have the PS- I pay about yeah I, yeah I got the PlayStation Four. Um, and I pay like the you know like that ten dollar like upgrade to like always have the battle pass because like I like I do like to play it. It's just um, I always feel like. You know, if I I really don't pay for the game at all, so ten bucks for a battle pass is not it's not really much. See, because I'm on PC and um, I have and it the gives you more I have the Epic custom. Games launcher, and when my brother wanted to yeah. play with me on PS4, he was like, "Oh, um, add me," and I couldn't add him because apparently, you know, the Epic Games launcher didn't, you know, like the PS4 apparently is a different uh, system than the Epic Games launcher. So what we have to do in order for me to play with him is he needs to download the application on the PS4. And then through that, mm-hmm. he would be able to add me. So I'm wondering if, if I ever got a PS4, would I be able to transfer my Epic Games uh, account onto there? Or would I have to create a whole new character? Uh, as long as you didn't do it on Xbox. So yes. So I have a PlayStation 4. 
and I have a Fort and I have Fortnite on the PC. The cool thing about this is that if you buy the game once, you have it for both console and PC. And I say buy the game because of the PVE. Um, yeah, I bought the game on PVE. So for me, when I first played, I, I played Fortnite before the Battle Royale mode came out. So um, when I bought it, I, I got access to it on PC, and then I was able to download it on PlayStation. My, the what I understand what I understand from this experience is that the your accounts carry over. I mean, it has you can play on PlayStation. So when I play on PC Battle Royale, I have all of the loot, you know, like the stuff that I get, you know, like the customization stuff that I have on PlayStation. So if you haven't, but here's the, I think here's the kicker. You can only attach your Epic games. And I may be wrong, guys, seriously, if I'm wrong, comment on, you know, if you're listening to this iTunes comment, just let me know um, or Twitter, you know, tweet us. I'm pretty sure you can only connect, you can only connect your Fortnite account, your Epic games account to either an Xbox or a PlayStation. So if you connect your account on Xbox, right, and then you connect it to PC, you're kind of stuck with that dichotomy. If you connect to PlayStation and you connect to PC, you kind of stuck on that. You can't uh, switch then over to Xbox. Does that make sense? Yeah, so, like that's kind of like so. If so you if start you don't, PC, if you're only on you have PC, the range of going into the consoles, but if you go into consoles, you can't exactly. Go into PC. If you if you start on the console, like let's say you start on PlayStation, you can go to PC, but you can't go to Xbox. Oh, okay. You you can only go to PC, right. and then you're stuck with your account being tied from PC to PlayStation. You can never jump that account to xbox oh. if you do xbox to pc you're stuck on xbox to pc you can't jump to playstation um if you're on pc you have that one ultimate option to either share your account to xbox or share your account to piece to playstation Why can't these two if consoles you do one along? or the other <laughs> yeah as long as P- is, yeah it's pretty much pc is like the like the, the, the sweden yeah. it's like the neutral one you know and then you can uh you choose which console you want to attach your account with but here's the cool thing if it's free you can technically create two accounts because obviously battle royale is free so you can create two epic games accounts um and then just attach the two different ones so if you're playing with people from xbox you have your xbox epic games account does that make sense you Mm -hmm. know like it's free so you can create two accounts for that um whereas if you're playing the pvp version you'd have to pay the 40 dollars, and that's where it gets kind of hazy because i wouldn't pay for it i did it back in the day but I, didn't, I wouldn't pay it now i mean battle royale is where it's at anyways um but yeah so i i'm excited for the ios app um i i registered i'm excitingly waiting for my email for her for me to get access to it um and if i ever do and i get um a friend code uh depending on how many i get lewis you'll be probably the first one to get it um and then i'll send it over to uh, the group at the Facebook page. Um, so kind of like a little perk if you, you know, if you're on the Facebook page, um, I'll, I'm just literally going to post a code on, you know, the Facebook page and then whoever gets it first gets it first. Uh, and then if I get a third code, uh, I'll probably put it in the link description below. So that's kind of like a little perk. If you're listening to this and you happen to know that there, these codes are going around, check the description below and it'll be there. Um, so, you know, first come first serve on that. So that's pretty cool. Uh, let me see anything else that we need to talk about about Fortnite iOS. You kind of you do you nailed it everything, man. It's yeah, you got the 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 control change so you can run over things, pick them up like that, and then you also uh, for those of you who play on you know on a bus or something and you don't have your headphones with you, there are like acoustic signals that they put you like they're visual, mm-hmm. so that way you don't have to like worry about 
missing people's footsteps or anything like that because it will tell you visually. It's honestly, it, Lewis, you called it a handicap. That's pretty much exactly what it is. It's a handicap. You know, they're probably trying to kind of get people on playing grounds with console and PC. Yep. So that makes yeah, sense. That, that yeah, that was interesting to see how they did it because it was, uh, we, we were thinking like, how are they going to do it? You know, it's a... Uh, yeah, I'm like, I don't know. I have no clue. How are they going to do, gonna do it. against the Master Race, um, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty, honestly, I'm excited for that. I'm, I, I am. I am really excited. And Lewis, hopefully I'll kind of put you in there and you can try. You Mondo, can you mentioned something about the PVE being $40 when you purchased it. Now, I don't know much about the PVE and I know this is long overdue. Um, I'm not a mm. Fortnite guy. Like I never heard about Fortnite until the Battle Royale came out. Yeah, it was way under the radar. Uh, I think for a lot of people too. And most people don't play the PVE, but in relation to the $40 price uh, and gameplay, you know, replayability, is it worth the $40 or, or like, tell me a little bit more about the PVE. Here's, yeah, so here's the issue with uh, the PVE version or what, like we can just call it Fortnite. So instead of Fortnite Battle Royale, it's just the Fortnite. Um, the The issue is that it, they, since the beginning, since the inception, since the release of the game in uh, early access, technically, what they've said is that it will be free eventually. It's going to be a free game. Okay. So Battle Royale is the, the kind of like the expansion of Fortnite to where Epic Games wanted to take it. They wanted to take it, f you know, free to play. Um, Fortnite remains not free to play. You, I, I'm pretty sure it's not free to play. Um, you still need to kind of buy the, the the game package. Um, why it's not worth it is because they will eventually make it free. Why it would be worth it, but I mean, now it's pretty much Battle Royale. I mean, PvE, it's like, okay, I'll give you an example. It's a horde mode. You know, you kind of th get thrown into a map, right? And then you're, you have to kind of like move, you have to like coordinate with your, you know, your co-op friends, the people you've match made mm -hmm. with to kind of like protect obje objectives from hordes of like you know these, these zombies that look like they were copied and pasted from uh uh what was it plans for uh, plans versus zombies or something like that um, sorry they're very sorry I'm, looking, I'm on the website right now yeah. pv campaign pack standard edition 40 deluxe edition 60 there Super we go deluxe edition yeah 90 and the limited edition 150 dollars wow so i'm pretty sure i'm not sure if i picked up the 40 or the 60 mm -hmm. at the moment i think it was like in the summer um I was like, you know what? Let me just pick it up. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's probably a full, a full, you know, full priced game. Uh, but it came with like perks for it. Those perks actually did end up carrying over and helping with battle royale because they do give you like in game currency. Nice. Uh, so you do get in game currency that you would have paid for. So I ended up getting a season two battle pass with that. Um, so that's not bad. Um, I I didn't end up using the currency before that's why i still had it uh the actual pve is it's not bad it's a it's it's very it's a very well-built game it's very optimized um it has a lot of features and skill trees and stuff like that and it is a pve mode but it's pve with co-op so you can definitely jump in with a friend or i think it's like up to four um and i like kind of play uh, so it is fun, and it, it might be worth the money if you have friends who play it. Unfortunately, I just don't know anybody else who plays it. Mm -hmm. um, so I kind of just jumped in just to kind of like get my hands wet because I knew it wasn't going to be free to play for a long time. So I was like, might as well just dunk myself in now. Uh, but yeah, I think that if you're interested in it, if you've done your research and you look through it and you're like, hey, you know what? It plays just like the Battle Royale. So if you play the character in Battle Royale, it plays just like that. 
Um, nothing's changed. No mechanics changed. You pick up the weapons the way you pick them up. You you know you you uh, build the way you build. In fact, the building is a, it's a crazy mechanic. It's probably like the centerfold, the foundation of the game. It, the building mechanic is what it is because it's horror mode. You know you have to build a fort. You know, with defenses and, and 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 turrets and you know and towers and stairs and stuff like that, and with different variety of quality, you know, walls and stuff like that. So you're trying to hold these zombies out of of an object of them destroying an objective. So it it could be quite difficult, by the way, playing the game. It could be very they're very difficult, but it's a very cool experience. Uh, so yeah, guys, if you're interested in that, by all means, you know, jump into that. Um, but if you're just enjoying Battle Royale and you just enjoy the Battle Royale mode, don't really look too much into the PV. Um, you're not going to find more Fortnite in there beyond whatever is already been in the PVE. So um, just keep that in mind. Uh, Lewis, any last things to talk about before we jump into the main topic of the evening? No, you clarified everything. I just wanted to uh, have some uh, more elaborate details on that because... Uh, when people yeah. think about Fortnite, people, about people just game. think about, you know, the, the Battle Royale. They don't even know that the yeah. other portion exists. I mean, some Which, do, I mean, some really, do, but it, I'm just saying, re- you know, overall, yeah. there's another part It really to it. goes to Epic Games, man. Mm-hmm. It really goes to Epic Games. You know, they, they, they got a, a game that was relatively quiet, really not making a lot of traction. Mm-hmm. Um, and Battle Royale is just blown it out of the water. The, yeah, out of the water. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> they closed Paragon. The game Paragons, they closed it. It's closing in April. Really? Um, wow. And yeah, My friend really liked yeah, that Paragons game. out, man. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. The um, servers they, are they're empty. A lot of people are very upset. What is it? No, they're 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 closing servers in April. So the game is still up. Uh, but I obviously would never recommend anyone jumping into a game that's dead. It's a dead game. Oh. I mean, it's just it's just going to die like in a it, month. It's so, such a shame or, too. Possibly less. It's such a shame too because that game was very visually like pleasing. It was the most like uh, graphically realistic of all those the MOBA types, you know. Compared to Smite, it was like playing PS4 to like PS2 graphics. Um, but yeah. it felt very barren to me, yeah. though. Like I felt like there was too much openness, and it lacked something for me. And I, I feel people, I feel they're, like people felt the same way about it, and that's why it lost a lot yeah, of traction. Yeah, I think the majority of gamers um, actually preferred Smite over the graphical improvements that Paragon had. Um, they yeah, they definitely preferred Smite. I, I think that for whatever reason, dude. I don't. I played both of them for like very like not very much. I mean, I played like a f- probably maybe no more than like five hours of each, and I can say that yeah, I don't really know if I if I if any of them are my tea, but I can say that Paragon was a very clean cut game. I just don't. I mean, it was missing some spice. It was missing something. It, was, it needed a little more cowbell, right? Mm-hmm. You just need a little more cowbell. Yeah, and it, they whatever what, for whatever reason the devs uh, Epic Games just was like, nah, you know what? It's not making enough money. Uh, they are returning all of the money made, uh, you know, through the game back to whoever purchased what like really? currency packs wow. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. I feel like we're um, branching off into another are, topic, people are, but um, people are it's saying very interesting. That, yeah, people are saying that's not enough. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's something that people don't talk about because when a, when a game dies, yeah. um, you'll always get like that group of people that are like. Oh, that game sucked anyways. You know, because like everyone, every game sucks for everyone. Have you realized that? Like, people just hate games. I mean, I don't know. I've never actually gone on. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this with a caveat because Paragon has a very, very niche community mm-hmm. that is very vocal 
Um, but that's what I was expecting. You know, I was expecting people to be like, yeah, it sucked. You know, like nobody wants to play that piece of shit. Um, and then I go on to the, the forums, uh, Paragon forums, and I was like, holy shit, there's a lot of people who love this game. You know, like people were like upset at Epic Games, not because the game sucked, but because they were playing the game, they had invested so much time into it, and Epic Games was shutting it down. So that was, I was like, wow, that's I insane. think it was partly due, well, for me, it was because I, I just felt it, it was too open. And I didn't feel in like a lot of intensity when I played like the the the, the in the fights. Like it didn't have like the same like effect that Lee does for me or like Dota does for me. Like I like those perspectives of the game, like that top down perspective. I I to me that's how I like to play my MOBAs. But besides that, I felt like it yeah. was also the card system, and I felt really it was too eccentric for me, like exotic for me. And I was like, this is not how how I want my MOBA to be played. But other than that, it ran smooth. It was really nice and. Well, sorry to yeah. to you guys that like no, Paragon. What a run! <laughs> our uh, a moment of silence yeah. for our fellow Paragonians. Um, yeah, I feel bad for you guys. Uh, I I I would have the same reaction with like, for example. I mean, I haven't played this game in a while. Uh, I actually played a, f- a few seconds today because uh, Zer was there. Um, he releases gear every week. So, um, but Destiny Two, if Bungie were ever closed, Destiny Two, even though I don't play it as much as I played Destiny One, I'd still feel a little sad. I'd be like, no, please don't. You know, like, <laughs> what do you need? Well, can we start a Kickfunder? You know, like our, uh, our you know, Kickstarter. Kickstarter you know, GoFundMe <laughs> account. Yeah, they, whatever you need, we'll, we'll make it happen. And I, and I completely think the game is in need of a of a revival. The game isn't is not in a good position right now. Uh the franchise is not in a good position. Uh but I still think that it has potential. Um and I think that's what people who play Paragon thought. You know, they thought that if if it stuck around for a bit, it would it would it would you know it, it had a it had potential. You know, it had the possibility of maybe like um blooming into something better. But we'll never know. Uh all right, so guys, uh we're, let's talk about escape from Tarkov. So for those of you who are not aware of this fantastic game, uh, it is, Louis, what do you think? Like a hardcore game, right? Like it's like a hardcore, right? Like it's like probably like, I think I saw a form saying it was ultra hardcore. Really? I, um, I looked in the dictionary, I looked yeah. up hardcore and I saw the picture of the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is, uh, what we could say like a, I would hate. It's not early access. It's like closed beta, beta. really. Mm Because when you think about it, it's beta. Yeah, it's beta. Um, And the developer, Battle State, um, it's like a Russian developer, actually. Kind of cool. Um, They they've pretty much gone out and set a goal for themselves, and that is how can we make the most hardcore game possible with the most realistic gun mechanics we could make, and have people play, enjoy the game, and yet hate themselves. And that's exactly what this game is. Escape from Tarkov. Uh, Lewis, this game is just... I I don't think we've ever played as much online together as this game. This game has kind of like bonded us on an online Mm. level. Um, because we hang out in person all the time, yeah. but like this game is just like, no, we got to log in. We got to play this game. Like we have to play this game. Uh, for those of you who are not aware of exactly what this game's about, um, we've been talking about this game on and off uh, for... A few episodes and this is kind of like our dedicated episodes about escape from tarkov it's pretty much a game where 
the whole point of the game, I mean, up until now, it's just a loot. You know, you you're, you want to get the best guns out there. You want to get the best accessories, the best armor. But the weird way is that the only way for you to do that is either through buying it through a series of vendors that's in-game or by going into these raids, as they call them. Uh, there's about four maps available for players to jump in and kind of like kill people, other players or AI, and pick up their loot. So it's kind of reminiscent to a PUBG mechanic where it is permadeath. If you die, if you die in the map, you are done for that round. You're done. You're gone. You're go back to the lobby, have some coffee, punch a wall or something. Uh, because everything you died with uh, goes to either the nether or it goes to another player who picked it up. Uh, if you insured it, which is a, me- a mechanic in the game, which I think is hilarious. Uh, if nobody picks it up, it doesn't go into the nether. It goes straight back to you. Uh, why is the game so hardcore? Because you need to like really know your shit, man. Right? No, yeah. You like need to, you got to know your shit. You need to read up like, on it before you not, go in. It doesn't hold your hand. Yeah. No, no. not at all. There's man. no tutorial. I mean, not at least now. There's no shooting range for you to practice shooting. There is nothing of that sort. <laughs> it just throws you in there as if it was like the post-apocalyptic world right now, and it's either do or die. So. Yeah, man. It's hardcore. And the guns, they fire. Dude, the guns, they're not like, you know, like when you play like Call of Duty or you play like these games that are like really fine-tuned weapons. I mean, these guns are firing perfect. I mean, you fire your gun and you know exactly where that laser bullet is going to hit. This is like firing. I think the other day I kind of described it as like, like you are actually firing a piece of metal that was just stamped together and formed into like this weapon. And then that piece of metal fires a bullet using gunpowder, you know, like it feels like so mechanical. That's called, that's called the gun. Really... It's called the gun. <laughs> yeah. But it feels but like, a gun. Act, but it feels like, a gun. like, like it could, it, like it could fail. Like it could fire everywhere. If you didn't control it, like the bullets are not really reliable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a real, it's, it just kind of like you're so many things are going on. Um, yeah. Dude, Lewis. So what are your, like, what are your thoughts on like, when you first jumped into the game, because I know that I was just like, whoa, were you overwhelmed? I'm still overwhelmed, man. You can't get over. <laughs> it's overwhelming. Um, I play it often. I mean, um, I'm a level nine and I see people in the lobby and they're high, high levels. But yeah, it's it's very nerve wracking because you go in and, and, and you can die within seconds. Uh, there's people that know the spawn points already. There's people that know how to hear everything perfectly. And they just by the footstep differentiation, if you step on a piece of wood and then you step on a piece of like a, on a metal stairs, they would know where you are just because of the how they memorize the map. And uh, it's stuff like that. And the game, you have to be trained in it. And like you need to constantly be playing it to get more experience that it really distincts who is the skilled player and who isn't. And you know who it is based on their loot and based on how good you die and how, I mean, not how good you die, but like how fast you die and of that sort. I still die every like five minutes in. I only last like 10 minutes most sometimes. Go in and out. That's what I do to get the money. Um, But yeah, uh, the guns do have a lot of kick to it. I saw a funny post yesterday that it was just, it was showing like the, the guns, how they work in Battlefield and Call of Duty, which is like a straight line. Battlefield has a drop. Uh, like PUBG has like, you know, like it goes slightly a little drop and then it's yeah. Escape from Tarkov. It's yeah, a squiggly it's like, line everywhere because 
In yeah. reality, that's, that's how guns that's a, is. Guns it feels are. like it. Yeah, it feels like it. Now, I haven't played yeah. Arma, t- Arma 2 or 3. I heard that that game is also realistic. But to give this game credit, not only do the guns function like a real gun, but you have to maintain it as if it was a real gun. Some guns you find that they're already like uh, broken. They don't have the receiver. They don't have a mount. They don't have a muzzle. These are things that you got to find in these uh, vendors and you got to make sure that you have the right pieces. You can buy the wrong piece. And then when you go to put in the gun, guess what? It's not the right piece. You got to go and buy another Such one. Such a bad experience. It is. Too. You just dropped like 6,000 ruples on like something that you thought was going to be super cool. It is. And you try to, plug it in it's like not compatible you're like damn it no, no. and then you try to sell it back to like propor or something and you're like getting like half the price you're like no please don't and they also have yeah. the simulation like if you were actually with the vendor right in front of you you actually have to examine uh stuff in the store it'll be silhouetted and you have to be like what's this like it's there's a shadow on it you have to right click it and examine it <laughs> and you actually have to wait and examine the the piece so it's like it's like if you're actually going into a store and like picking up the item like oh this is what i needed for my gun you know and i just find the whole concept of the insurance and the the fact that you can actually insure weapons is kind of funny Uh, i mean not funny but isn't it hilarious it's it's funny it's funny that there's like a squad that goes out and finds your loot and brings it back to you it's cool you know because if you have an m4 the m4 is very expensive in the game by the way it's a it's a baby you don't want to lose that um, no, you don't. That's the gun that you would insure, but you you find these uh, Russian weapons that usually are cheaper, and there's a strategy to it, and it's pretty cool. But like I said, it, it's there is no holding hands here. You gotta figure it out as it goes. And to sum it up, it is the Dark Souls of FPS, and uh, they're doing more development. They're they're optimizing the game. I have a yeah. computer that is uh, a little bit outdated. I have eight gigs of RAM. I have an i5, uh, i5 uh, C- Intel CPU uh, processor. Uh, and before I was having issues running the, the maps, but now I go in and I run smooth as butter. Dude. So good job. And <clears throat> Yeah, and it's it's a game that doesn't seem like it would run smooth. I mean, no, when you no. Play it's it, graphically. You're like, wow, this game. It looks graphically heavy. Yeah. Like it, w- it looks like it would it take does. a bunch of, uh, like it does take a chunk of RAM out and. Funny enough, PUBG yeah. um, lagged a little bit uh, before the new update. They optimized it more, but PUBG was running a bit slower than this game was before the optimization as well. And good job on that optimization. It's just working out. Yeah. They're doing um, good shit. I think the only, the only time that we ever really ever have uh, FPS drops um, are like on the bigger maps. Mm-hmm. Um, even I, even, I mean, it's not, it's not unplayable for me, but it's, it's a little annoying. You know, you get a little bit of a, a stutter here and there. Um, so like customs and woods, those tend to be a little more uh, shoreline sometimes. Uh, those tend to be a little more, uh, I guess, like CPU intensive, uh, potentially RAM intensive if like the game's taking up too much RAM. Uh, the RAM optimization is something that they're, they're going to need to fix. I know that a lot of games, when they're in this like stage of development, uh, that's probably the last thing they're looking at. Um, because when you optimize that, that's you're you're kind of like picking up the pieces kind of mm-hmm. like when you're cleaning the floor after the construction you Putting don't want to you know, clean top. the floor there's a lot more to, to yeah, be done yeah, before yeah. that optimization is put into place uh, yeah so. i but i i'm i'm extremely extremely um surprised with the way the game plays i lewis you know that when i i used to play pubg with you and i was like horrible at it like i sucked 
real bad. No, and then I jumped didn't. into Escape from good. Tarkov. <laughs> I, I did, man. Oh, my God. I, if I could hit somebody, it was like a really good day. Like if I could hit somebody, not kill them, but I could hit somebody. Um, and I, I remember like jumping into Escape from Tarkov and I, I liked the whole loot system so much. And that's something that I think differentiates why I like Escape from Tarkov so much more than I like PUBG. And I'll still play PUBG. You know, like we kind of like do this thing where we'll jump from game to game. Um, but I like Escape from Tarkov because like those moments of intensity where you you jump into a game, you jump into a raid or a match and you have one hell of a game and you, you've got like loot to kind of like remind like remind you of that you know i i know that we all have we both of us have like guns in our stash that we hold dear to us only because of like the memory we have of getting that weapon you know like i know that we were on that customs map lewis and you were like dude there was a guy completely decked out and you just you looted him and he was like pretty much packing heat man that guardian angel that spawned in front of me and gave me those three uh weapons yeah, yep. and and you're probably never ever gonna jump back into a match with any of those. No, um, not for a while. But 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 it's you know I like that you know I like that system. There's also like a skill tree too, which is kind of at this point for me a little wonky um, because I don't necessarily I have to like Google it and learn a little more about it. But you have to do certain like things. It runs like in that Skyrim system where it's not necessarily um, doing quests and leveling up. It's more of just like doing things. So if you want to level up strength, for example, which will increase your ability to carry things and increase, I think it's um, your stamina over time, I think. It's one of the other. Because endurance also helps in that. Or strength. uh, Yeah, because endurance allows you to like fall from higher places and not take damage. Yes, without taking damage. Um, But the way you level those up... um, I think it's not just like doing things. Like you actually have to like jump off. Like I think so carrying more than you can. So you know that there's a weight limit to this, to your character. Um, mm-hmm. If you carry more than what your character can carry. So if you, if you over overweigh yourself, I guess um, you actually increase your strength level. You, you level it up more. Um, I think sprinting helps in endurance. Uh, gunplay helps in like mastering uh per- particular weapons so that's pretty cool um so that's kind of cool I-, I like that i like that system and i think that for the most part i'm excited um for that uh i'm excited to kind of jump into that more because right now i'm only kind of leveling up the vendors and stuff like that um but i think the game the strength of the game is lies in those tense moments dude i mean how many times have we been playing and we die and we kind of like virtually look at each other and you know in on discord and we're like dude like that match man like it just like a part of you is like if you survived it it's like a complete level of success that you know you don't feel unless because you do get that that's that level of success the feeling on PUBG, but in this one it's like you also you you carry things with you you know like you've got that loot you know you've you've got more than just the feeling of success, you actually feel accomplished. You feel like productive, like you got stuff out of it. Um, and dude, sur- surviving some of those matches, like if we haven't had, we haven't really been able to survive a one-on-one with like what people call like those like heavy, mm-hmm. the heavies, forts, you know, like the ones that like, yeah, yeah. Um, well, we can't, I mean, we no. haven't really gone up to one. I think I, maybe like I backstabbed one of them, but those are tough people. Mm-hmm. No, that's They're tough. That's when you know you're getting your, your skill level up there. Uh, oh yeah! I wanted to say that it's a game that uh, 
when we started out, it was like playing Amnesia, kind of. It was very scary. Uh, <laughs> it was. Yeah, horror game style. Yeah. You know, when you go in and you have the, uh, the, the, the thought that, like, I have to live. I have to take the salute. I have to get it. I have to get it. Um, I remember when I played PUBG, uh, the the first time I played the game, like the couple of first games, I was like so tense because I was like, oh, I, I really want to get that chicken dinner. I really want to get that chicken dinner. But once you keep going through it, you know, and you keep getting uh, to the top tiers in the first places, um, mm -hmm. it loses the magic a little bit, but it becomes more fun because you know what you're doing. Your skill level is going up. That's how Escape from Tarkov feels with me. I, I know that's how you feel with it right now. And I know those that that, oh, that, yeah, that type of mentality has transferred on over to PUBG because uh, you were also a little bit tense and telling me, hey, uh, Lewis, uh, what are you looking at? What are you looking at? I'm like, there's people right here and you didn't know because... It's just it's just a skill over time that you acquire from playing a game over and over and over again, and you become more desensitized to those emotions and that uh, uh, uncertainty of what to do next. So with Escape from Tarkov, it's um, you can really see how your your abilities become better over time, and you know what you're doing. You're going straight to a body. You know what you're looking for. You know what you wanted to get. Out, how to want to get out. You know how to survive. You know how to listen better for foot, foot for footsteps. You know how to put yourself in a better uh, surviving scenario. Now, the way the yeah, game like, shines is you, when you're struggling, when you have no more um, first aids, when you have no more bandages, nothing that can help you out, and you, your legs are, are completely discombobulated, you can no longer run, and you just have a bunch of loot that you got, and you know that that's worth more than 60,000 rubles, and you're almost there to the door, and you hear like one of those forts coming at you, you hear a fort shooting another scav in there, and that's when your heart starts pumping, and that's one of the beautiful moments that I like about the game. Yeah, man. And I, I totally agree with you that some of the most, some of the best moments in that game is when shit goes wrong. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's not that it's the best moment in the sense like that's what you're looking for. You're not, you're never looking for that to happen. Um, but it's the moment in the game where you're like, you know, there's consequences, you know, like a lot of these games, especially modern day games. Um, Cause I, Lewis, I used to play on a, on like an, an Nintendo 64 where like sometimes you couldn't save, you know, like I didn't have like, the rumble you know, I didn't have like a, yeah, I didn't have any of those stuff when I was a kid, so I was like replaying, um, you know, some of those games like over Rayman and, and stuff over, like that, like right. from like from start. Yeah, Turok um, is one and, like, of them. Obviously, great game. Ooh, man, man, that game. Oof, memories. Um, but the thing is that a lot of modern games, well, like they'll they'll kind of like hold your hand a little bit, auto save stuff like that. With this game, every time you jump into a map. There is no save. <laughs> there, it's just you. You either die and lose what you have with you, or you succeed and you either carry out whatever you brought in with you, minus any bullets you used, or you carry out more things that you came in with. You know, you probably looted stuff, um, and that's really cool. I, I think that's that's kind of like the crux of the game. Like that's pretty much what sums it up for me. You know, it's just that moment of like do or die. That's it. You know, like and. I know a lot of people are going to be like, well, dude, that's like the battle royale genre. Not really. Not Cause the battle royale genre, you go in zero, you know, you go in with nothing and it's simplified. You, you it's got, super simple. It's all. Yeah. It, it's more of like a, a, everyone's on, on even ground. And I get that. Yeah. And that's, that's a genre in of itself. You know, I'm not going to compare, uh, if, whatever escape from Tarkov is, which is it's, it's own genre at for, this point. For the viewers um, that don't know much about, you know, escape from Tarkov or just hearing it now, I'm sure you guys have at least heard of Metal Gear and know how it plays out. 
Uh, but Metal Gear Solid, there's the concept of actually drinking water, you know, eating food, uh, actually bandaging up your. I know Metal Gear Three had it on PS2. You have to bandage like your 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 wounds, and you have to like repair your broken bones. That concept is happening real time online in Escape from Tarkov all the time. And yeah, if you absolutely. get if you get slashed with a hatchet or a bullet enters your stomach, you're gonna start being uh becoming more dehydrated and your health depletes over time. And when you see that that happens, that's that's when the the adrenaline starts pumping. But it's 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 those types of concepts. And the missions that yeah. you get from vendors that add a whole bunch of like varieties and way to play the game that it's just another FPS does not have at this moment. And I feel that when they expand the, uh, the world into like that full fledged, you know, open world, uh, space because right now we only oh, we're only limited be, to that, four that's maps. gonna be mayhem right no it's yeah, gonna, gonna be fantastic be because raids are gonna mayhem, last hours yeah. hours if you're really good yeah. like you're gonna be going rambo yeah. and you're gonna be just looting and looting and getting xp from all the people that you kill you'll, those you'll start you as kill. a hatchling oh, you'll yeah. start as a hatchling in one raid and end like rambo a twitch man, streamer for sure yeah yeah for sure and that's gonna be cool because I, i'm looking forward to that definitely need to get more ram for that but i'm saying it's it's gonna bring a whole new concept because it's gonna be the size of tarkov it's the whole tar it's tarkov the, the whole city yeah. and, and some of the maps are huge already so i want to see Oof. how it plays out that you'll be able to go into the factory you'll be able to go into the woods you'll be able to go into customs you'll be able to go into shoreline and you'll be able to go into mm -hmm. all these other places that i um, I hope they add like more buildings, more like apartments, stuff like that. Would be pretty cool to see. That it's gonna be pretty cool to see like these YouTubers that are really good and see how they play and and how the whole world comes together with the missions, with the survival aspects, and the these dangerous players out there. That's just gonna bring uh, more people in, and hopefully they like it too. And we'll yeah, see. Absolutely. I would definitely want to play when it so, comes out. <clears throat> we've talked about the strengths. Let's talk a little bit about our. I would say criticisms of the game. I think no game is free of uh, negatives. Every you know, every game has its pros, and I think Escape from Tarkov has a lot of it. I wouldn't have dumped 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 as much money into this game as I would have if it wasn't a fun game. However, um, let's start first with the pre-order packages, and this is kind of probably my biggest beef with this. Um, I, this is more of a administrative um, issue um, because. I get the devs are trying to make money from the pre-order system because, um, you know, closed beta and stuff. But I'm not really kind of... I'm not a fan of how they're doing it. Uh, primarily, they have four different uh, pre-order packages starting from the ba the most basic, I think, is $40 or $45. Um, that will only get you um, a normal size stash, which I'm going to kind of describe right now. Um, and it gives you just kind of basic gear. The gear itself doesn't matter. Um, whatever you get in gear doesn't matter. There are two things in the game that really do matter. And this will change the way you play the game. And it'll change the way you experience the difficulty of the game. And these are your containers and your stash. So for those of you who are not aware of what, this are, what these are, uh, the stash is kind of like your, um, your vault, your your inventory that you have not on yourself but like in the game so all of the inventory that you can care that you can have saved up in the game that's your stash okay as for your own character you have like things like vests that you can put on to increase the amount of stuff you can carry that's all standard no matter what um, across the game as long as you're leveling up and you're playing the game you're going to be getting better gear and that'll improve the ability of things for you to carry in game however 
there's something called the container. Now, this thing, we haven't brought it up in the entire podcast, and this is kind of like a little bit of like a loophole in the game. It's it's a, it's an intended loophole, um, kind of to give you like a free, uh, like a free ticket. Um, and what it is is that the container starts off as a, I think it's like two by two, so it's like a four cell. That's how they count inventory. Um, and what it is, that anything that goes into your container, it, it's on you, it's on your person. Anything that goes in there stays with you even after death. So if you die, everything outside of your container, any guns, any bullets, any armor, gear, headsets, anything like that goes away. It drops on your body. Anybody can come pick it up, take it from you, or it just disappears. Everything yeah. but that's in the container. Yeah, but with everything... Yeah, <laughs> yeah but I don't want the viewers, uh, the listeners, sorry, I keep thinking viewers, the listeners to... Uh think that the container is big it's super small especially no, the beginning it's one. not it has only four squares yeah. and it only expands to like eight or six units afterwards and you know you have it's called it the gamma expands container. to nine to nine the gamma to container expands to nine and yeah that's basically so, that's yeah. practically nothing it could fit a gun the gamma could fit a gun but a pistol a, a pistol uh, oh the gamma can the gamma, yeah, can, the fit gamma can fit uh, a, a folded, a folded uh, weapon uh, an ak-74u mm-hmm. folded yeah and probably only that <laughs> maybe that and like a row of three um yeah pistols like uh two by two uh one by two i'm sorry so a pistol can you could probably fit two pistols into your alpha container um, no which uh with yeah. the one that i have which is the, the basic one you can you can fit a pistol just one. okay okay just one mm-hmm. okay okay so which is, yeah. for the most which no and if you're if you're carrying any maps with you you know, like it'll, you don't want to put those maps on your person. You want to put them in your, in your container. So here's my gripe. I love the container system. I love the stash system. I think that the stash, the idea of the stash is good. However, here's where my gripe starts coming in. If you buy the standard edition at $45, right? You only get a two by two alpha container. Okay. And your stash is a 10 by 23. To give you guys an idea, um, I think like an AK-74N, which is a longer version of the U, probably, I think some come with like just standard stock, so you can't fold them, is um, I think roughly something like two, so two rows, or you can you can rotate them, but just, it's two by like four or five, so two by four. So you already, you can't obviously fit that in your alpha container, and if your basic stash is 10 by 23, you've already lost two rows out of that 23. Mm-hmm. So you're already at 10 by 20, uh, 10 by 21 left on your sta- on your stash. That's all good and dandy. You're probably like, Mondo, what the hell's wrong with you? Just, you know, that's the way the game plays. Except you can increase the size of your stash if you upgrade to a better package. So the more you pay outside of the game in real currency, the bigger your stash gets. And this can increase up to almost three times the size of what you have now. Uh, the largest one, which is the package Edge of Darkness, but I think it's worth like $150, um, is 10 by 63, okay? It's 10 by 63, and this is what Lewis was talking about earlier, you get a gamma container. So this is the only package that comes with, you can definitely buy, the gamma container is a little bit of like a, like a, it's on, it's like in limbo because you can buy that one in game, but I'm kind of giving you the fact that most people will probably either stop playing. It, it's you gotta be, you gotta be in the game to get the gamma container. It's kind of expensive, um, and you have to like think level up vendors. It's not an easy road to get to. Um, the gamma container gets increased to I think a three by three. So it's a three by three. Um, so it's a nine squared one, which is a huge help. 
um, in game because you're pretty much your your hatchet runs, which is when you run in with nothing but mm. a knife. Um, you're pretty much just stacking everything you can in there. You can stack in like a few pistols. You can stack in a you few can, accessories. The, the essentials, basically. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it makes hatchet runs easier, but then it's, it's a little bit like kind of like not fair, you know, for people who just jump, who's just dumped in 45 bucks, which I think is a fair price well, for this game. Um, to, I think 150 is to way too much. talk about that one, I think that it's a... Uh, the game is uh, it has RPG elements. Well, not RPG. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it does. It, it has yeah, RPG no, it does. It does. Elements, it, 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 skill level and exactly. level up skills and yeah. And your yeah, character increases over time with some aspects, you know, and the strength and endurance and all that, and charisma yeah. for talking to vendors. I mean, buying stuff from vendors, which benefits you in the end because the more you t- you buy from a vendor, the more items you get later on. And yeah, it also serves as, as replayability, you know, to so you can advance in the game, and it makes you feel good. It gives the players that dopamine rush. Um, but I wanted to add on to the thing about the stash. I hope people don't think it's a it's a pay to win game. Definitely is not. You could be a, a a person that came straight into the game and completely wipe out someone that has all these advanced weapons and yeah and I did, yeah, yeah and, I, I agree with and you and that's it yeah not to mention also that the developers i've said i mean i haven't i don't know yet but i i do know that you are able to increase your stash size over time so the the, the money does the real world currency does at the moment is just to give you an edge just in monetary like um uh, in monetary like wise because you could, you, you'll, yeah, you'll be able to you'll be able to get more rubles rub, uh, rubles if you have more space in your stash in order to sell more when you're a scab because let's like we said with the basic stash uh, size it could get filled up pretty quickly especially if you become a good player over like very quickly mm-hmm. you'll be like oh struggling okay what do i do with this gun now i want to keep this gun i can't keep this gun because there's no space and when you go on a scav run or a pmc run those are the characters that you play in the game um it's kind of problematic because you're struggling to put in as much space as possible from your runs so the stash does ben there's a benefit from buying the game early on however if the money is a problem you can always gain it just by playing the game and that's but it's in no way uh in no way is it a pay-to-win game you can you you have the same capability of killing anyone uh, with with any weapon at any time there's no there's no, no I, I agree with you there's no weapon I, I, purchases I nothing like that that would that would yeah, enhance your I agree with you um, your gameplay skill at all yeah <clears throat> your Tarkov is very skill based and I agree with you that if you that buying the edge of darkness will definitely not give you an overall advantage um, you most people who play the game if you just get good um, you will get better gear um, and for the most part you don't really need a big stash to get good gear. Um, I think that the issue here with is just the fact that like it just gives you a comfortable advantage. It's like a comfort advantage. You know, it's like a I, I can keep more weapons than you. You know. However, and I'm I'm gonna say this to kind of like uh, support Lewis's position on this. There are uh, weapon crates um, that once you level up high enough, you, they're they're just crates. They're like a you know like you know like when you like when you see somebody like open up like a, a metal box and it has like a gun in it and foam um there are crates but they're the, the mechanic that they play in the game is that you can add multiple guns into these crates and it doesn't affect 
um, the, the amount of guns you can hold in your stash. So you can, you can effectively have a crate that's, let's say two by six, right. And then put in like guns that would have taken up maybe, I don't know, like 10 rows. Right. Um, so that's good. And I think that that kind of circumvents the issue of how, of paying to win because it's, if you can do that, then there's really no pay to win. It's just, you got to play better or pay to take, to kind of like skip the line for this moment. But you're right. Eventually people will be able to, um, level up and kind of op- increase your stash, um, your stash size. And I, you, at the moment you can't buy a gamma container in game. It's just very, very far into the game. Uh, you need to like level up vendors and stuff like that. Um, one last gripe I have uh, with the game. Um, obviously, I'm not gonna. You're not gonna hear me complain about any of the lag or anything like that. It's a beta. Um, it's they're constantly improving the game. Uh, there is some lag. I think people um, online have re- uh, reported up to 200 latency, um, which is substantial. Um, but it's it's in beta. You know, like you really can't. I would love the game to be fully optimized, but you know you can't really expect too much when a game is being in. It's in development right now. You know, there's still it's adding an unfinished content. Product still. It's, not it's an unfinished product. Yeah. Um. So I can't really just be like, oh my god. Um. Things to keep in mind with this lag. You will. I mean, Lewis, it's happened to us. Uh. You will be shot in in situations where you're like, mm, you know, that it took him like a shot to kill me, and I was like fully loaded. Um. Why does this happen? It's just there's a latency issue. It's not a cheating issue. Uh, people aren't, you know, I haven't heard any cheating at the moment. I've just heard of people, you know, some somebody out latency, you know, someone has lower latency because of a server issue. And that's just, that's something that you have to deal with the game. I'm sure I've got the upper hand on other people, either from a mix of skill and latency issues too. So it's not, you know, it's kind of like a give and take. Um, my real gripe with the game is... And I think Devil Dog Gamer kind of like touched up on this and I'm glad that he brought up because he has obviously a much bigger following on YouTube so he can kind of like let this be known to Battlestate. And what it is is that these guns have collision on them. So when you walk up to a wall, the gun leans upward, you know, kind of like if you're leaning up against the wall, you know, Um, and that's cool. It looks awesome when you're lean, when you're kind of, when you're going to lean out of the wall to like shoot, it looks really cool. The problem is that the mechanics also apply to when somebody walks up to you. And what this effectively does is it kind of negates your ability to shoot them. So if somebody runs up to you, right, and, you, and you're about to shoot, the animation for lifting your gun up uh, takes priority. So you're probably thinking, uh, dude, like, so, you know, the person runs up to you, like the gun moves. That's kind of very, you know, it's realistic. Eh, yes and no. Because the way the gun moves, it's a little more like he's running up to something that's less threatening than somebody with another gun. Um, it would make more sense that you would be able to like at least position the gun in a way where it's still obstructed, but you're firing. You know, like not you only can that, still fire. they can just add like a, a a hit button. Like you can actually hit with the gun. Yes, you can't do yeah, that. Like a butt. Yeah, like yeah, hit with a buttstock. Yeah, absolutely. Hit, hit with the stock. Yeah. That's they they can easily include that. Um, yeah, they could absolutely. Like yeah, we, yeah. Uh, melee. It's still in beta. Yeah. I mean, they, they still have a lot of features to add. Yeah. <laughs> we only have dude, like one primary character for the USEC, one primary character. I know, for the man. And we see, we keep on seeing the same guy, and we're like, oh my god! I mean, the and he looks that, so Russian. Star too. Wars: The Clone Wars. We have the same. Yeah, guy. I know, Everyone man. It's like player. it's like Django Fett everywhere. <laughs> um, except he doesn't look like Django Fett. Uh, we supposedly have 
they, it's supposed to be a USEC model. So there's two, uh, there's two factions. It's the USEC and the bears and the bears are supposed to be like Russian and the USEC, I'm, I guess more Western, you know, like they're more on the West side. So America, you know, like whatever United States and the USEC just looks really Russian to me. You know, you just like, I look at him, I'm like, you don't really look that, like, you, you don't look that America, you know? No. You look more like you're ready it's to not like... not at all. Nope. Yeah, I you agree. look like you're ready to douse down some vodka, you know? Which is, I mean, I get it. These developers, it's a, it's a, it's a Russian-based development, so I, I get like, you know, maybe they're just sticking with one model for now, but like, you know, maybe something to think about, you know, give us different models. You know, I would like a guy, they have different models with like people wearing beards and stuff. And I'm like, damn, I want to wear a beard. You know, like I want to have a beard in, in the yeah, game. Yeah, like in the in uh, the artwork while you're waiting for yeah. the game to load. And they the, look really cool. a guy cool. with a beard and I'm like, where's that guy in yeah. the game? And and my guy just looks like a really bad pit bull version, you know, like, <laughs> like Dale, how many times five. when we go, yeah, when we go scav, like how many times are we just like, yeah, pit bull. Cause yeah, he's bald and I, he's I'm like. I'm pit bull and I'm, I yeah, have I'm the, uh, the pistol with the flashlight. Yeah. Um, so that's probably my, uh, the, the model system definitely needs an improvement, at least just change it up. They did upgrade some of the sound, uh, the sound for the sprites, you know, that's pretty cool though. So the sound clips, some, some, uh, I think they upgraded the way that the directional sound works. So if you hear things clear when they're on the same floor as you, so on the same vertical, um, I'm sorry, the same horizontal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if it's vertical, you'll hear it a little muddier to kind of give you a sense of where the sound's coming from. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, but honestly, like, man, the game, the gun mechanics, like, dude, I mean, awesome. I mean, you could, you could change. So they even, they even said that the developers are thinking of like, actually like having the gun jam on you. I don't know that has happened to you. Well, there's, there's also the gun can explode on you from overheating. Yeah. If, from Which overheating, is, from uh, bad maintenance. Uh, f- I've seen there's animation on YouTube, so there's actual animation on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. Of um, the de- the devs working on what? Well, so I'm concept. sorry, it's okay. a video of the devs working on an animation where you see the the model character uh, firing the weapon and then a bullet uh, chambering, right? Mm-hmm. And then them taking it out by opening up the because the it chamber. got jammed. It got jammed. Yeah. Now, now, so that's see, pretty that's, cool. That's that's something that's gonna leave a a bit of a bad taste in a lot of players' mouth because that's a lot of time and and focus on the game because this game is definitely definitely yeah. a mature game. This is not. Yeah. I'm not saying mature that you have to be you know 17 or 18 to play it, but you have to be in the mature mentality and be like, this is not a just going in and in and play a quick play match. This is a absolutely. This is a this is a D&D type of like preparation game that you have to yeah. make sure you're ready, locked and loaded for whatever mission objective you're going to do and make sure you're maintaining your weapons as if it was a real it one in, in a war scenario. So it takes a lot of time out and you have to know what you're going into this game. I was, dude, I was in a, I was in a match, right? And I was uh, reloading. So you know how I, like most people do this, uh, they, they carry like singular uh, bullets, like just bullets on alone. And every time you yeah. reload, you you reload the the mag that's empty with the bullets you have. Um, and I, I wanted to test this out because every time you reload, right? So you let's say you you spend an entire magazine and you reload a fresh one, right? Every time you reload, he chambers he chambers a bullet. So you know you you reload, put the magazine in, he pulls it and he chambers. What I wanted to know was does that bullet stay there if I were to reload into an empty mag, right? So does that bullet stay in the chamber? 
right? Yeah. If With I only remove one bullet an editor, in the gun, yeah. If I remove the magazine away, yeah. If I remove a, a full magazine and I put in an empty magazine, and dude, I put in the empty magazine, and that thing fired one bullet. I was like, wow, that is detail. Yep. You know, like th- that's they, they 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 knew the exact mechanic of the way the gun was chambering the bullet. So that means that every bullet, dude, you don't know, you don't have no idea how many games I play where you're, where you're playing with like, um, you know, those LMGs that have, um, the, the strip of ammo going straight. So like, you know, like an M60, let's say you can see the strip of ammo going into the chamber. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, when you see that, right. You'll actually like, if you count down the rounds that you're firing, right. in, In those games, you'll still see bullets in the magazine when it says zero. (laughs) <laughs> like there's still there's still bullets yeah. in the belt when the you, when you look at it, it says you're like what yeah. you know and, and this game just takes it to a whole new level um and i think that that's fantastic um one last thing i wanted to bring up before we just close up this episode um and that is actually are, i want to say di- two things that i wanted to yeah, see go. if they can and, add and i'll no, close no, no. up with my thought oh no finish what okay, you're saying so, but i'm gonna uh, <clears throat> the bullets the the bullets right um you know that there are different solid bullets for even the same caliber weapon. So you can have, uh, and, and magazines, ricochet bullets <laughs> and magazines. Absolutely. Uh-huh. So you have different magazines, you have different bullets. Um, one main bullet difference is that you, you can get tracer rounds. Um, I was able to level up, uh, I think Purpur, and he finally sells tracer rounds. Um, and the cool thing about this is that you can actually insert the bullets into the magazine one by one. Okay. So if you hit control, when you're transferring bullets, um, it allows you to choose how many bullets you want to transfer into the magazine. So what you can effectively do is do what a lot of people in the military do, and that is put a trace around every fifth round you put into your magazine. And what that effectively does is that when you're firing the bullets, every like a trace around ignites and you can see it when you fire. It's like a, it's a, it's a bolt of lightning when it fires. You know, you can see it. Um it, it it's it's like a it's like a like a hey, letting you know that you just spent five rounds. Because this game will not tell you how many rounds you spend. So every time you fire a fifth round, it says you have 30 rounds in your magazine, every fifth round, you'll see it fire. Like you'll see the bullet like glow as it goes away. Um, and that's an excellent system and it works in this game. You can actually do it. You can, you can do that. You can either make, you can do that. You can make your last 10 rounds be um, tracer. So when you start seeing the tracer, you're like, oh shit, I'm, sp- I'm on the last part of my, you know, my, my mag, you know? So um, that's really cool stuff. Yeah. No, it's definitely realistic, and and just the fact alone that you do have the different pieces and parts for uh, for these weapons is just like it's it's mind blowing and time consuming. It's just like whoa, there's so much, yeah, that you have to it's know crazy. about the game over time, and it's just you're not gonna know what to do from the get go. You're not gonna know what to absolutely do. not. You have to spend time with it and, and learn the ropes. Um, just wanted to say the two things I wanted to say about when in regards to. Who, gripes with the game not so much i think the game is good they're doing great with what they're doing so far but i just would like to see these two things implemented and i kind of sound like i'm gonna be not dumbing down the game a little bit but just like practice for practice uh purposes i just want to see um a shooting range of uh like option you know test out each gun You you know there's so many guns out there in the game and I would like to see how like bullets work 
you know, like how the, you know, not bullets, how they work, but like how the gun works, you know, and be able to fidget yeah. around with it and be able to shoot targets like from far away, you know, be able to see how I would shoot in a scenario of that situation and see like how good, the, how hard the recoil will be on a gun, like like how effective would it be? Like that would be a pretty cool thing that I like, I hope they had in the game. Um, because let's face it, um, a lot of people will not be able to pick up a lot of these guns um, until they play this game for a long time. Uh, secondly, it's a bit controversial, but I would like them to add a kill cam, and the kill mm, cam should that's be, gonna be implemented. A tough one. The, the but the kill cam should be implemented only in single player, because if it could be an issue if you have two people and the kill cam comes up and then the person could be like, hey, by the way, the guy that shot me is here and over he could be over there. So now. you're saying if you're not in a group of people, no, it should be. Like, if yeah. it's in single, you have the option to have a death cam, and the death cam should show you, kind of like how PUBG's death cam is for people that don't know. It's it's a pretty lengthy kill cam. It lasts like a it good is. minute, yeah. And you're able to see almost everything that happens before you die, and that's good because uh, I just want to see how it's it's a learning tact. It's it's learn it's learning. It's it's allows you it allows you to see what you did wrong and how the guy was actually man- managed to kill you in the way he did. Cause then people will be like, no, this game is bullshit. This game is bullshit. And no, it's <laughs> the kill cam is there yeah. to see like how you died. Like just, and you, and how you would play out that scenario next time. Yeah. And, and how the guy shot, did he shoot a little bit high? I, you know, that whole thing would, would be a good learning aspect to the game. Yeah. But do I not think have kill it cam, in squats. That cannot, yeah. That I think a kill cam thing. would be helpful. Um, especially to, to kind of learn, um, because I know that my biggest thing, like especially with PUBG, is like, how did he do it? What did he do? What did I do mm. wrong? Um, and it definitely helps. It's a, it's a learning experience, and it helps you learn. Um, I agree with um, with having um, a kill cam for solo. I can see how that with a group with a group, um, it could it could lead to a dis- the disadvantage of the person trying to like scope and hide. Um, because you know, you're pretty much letting, if you kill somebody, you let everybody else know in that group, Hey, I know where they killed me. Um, maybe if anything, um, I know that this is a little too far off into the future because like, I know that that's not their intent and I'm sure a lot of people are going to hate this, but maybe have like different modes, maybe have a casual mode and a ranked mode, um, Mm. with the casual mode being almost kind of like the scav mode. Because they, they do plan on removing Scav eventually, by the way. So Scav is just really? a... Yeah. Yeah. What are they going to do? Um, I'm not sure, but I, I've heard either the Scav... I know for sure Offline's going away. Offline's going away for sure, that's, 100%. That's, not, that's training yeah. mode, basically. No, so what they're going to do is they're going to replace <laughs> it with something called the Hideout, where you'll be able to uh, increase your stash. Um, you'll be able to go into a firing range, stuff like that. Oh, so so your firing range firing. is... Your firing range is definitely in the in the chopping block. Yeah, it's 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 okay. it's 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 in the works, um, and the hideout is is also something that's in the works. That's part of that. Um, yeah, I definitely think that the game. Um, I know people are talking about like e, you know including it in some sort of like esports type thing, and I'm not really f- I'm not I'm not into that. Um, but I can definitely see if like a, a kill cam could alter the style of the game for people who are in groups solo player i don't see it being a big deal because you can't go back in you know like you're you're done um, for esports it'd be very difficult because it's yeah it's super rng super uh, rng and yeah. i know battle royale games are rng too but at least when you go into the map you know where loot is gonna be you know like the general areas of where you might have get a gun super fast and you know be able to pick off the enemies near you 
But in this one, it could be that someone spawns on one side of the map and there's a scav right next to them and they easily kill that scav and he's good to go to kill the player who's on the other side of the map still looking for another scav to kill with a hatchet. Yeah. So I don't know how that would play out. Or one they can have a mode that everyone's already decked out and yeah. they go at it, which should be fair. Like everyone's has a standard weapon set to go in and kill, which which I'll be okay with. So if one they do it that thing, way, that'll be fine. Yeah. Like, one last thing before we close off, because uh, I don't want to keep this episode too, too long, because then people are going to be like, it's too long. Um, the Taz, dude. TOS, one of the best guns in the game. Uh, Lewis, you, I know you love that gun so much. And I know I love it so much too. Um, no, it is, I don't. You can fire about <laughs> six rounds to somebody and maybe tickle them. So <laughs> it's for those of you guys who don't know, it's just uh, keep in mind if you do jump into Escape from Tarkov, be wary of that. It's a TOS. It's a bolt action. It's like a bolt loaded shotgun. So it, it goes in through the, you have a, a magazine load in, um, but it load, you know, it fires it like two, two rounds, bullets. two bullets. It. If you, you could upgrade to a four round magazine, mm-hmm. which is useless because the gun still sucks. Um, but yeah, just keep that in mind. Uh, Lewis, uh, any last things before we close up? episode 49 mm, nope just uh mm-hmm. can't wait for the 50th episode for the anniversary for the for it's the gonna channel. be an excellent episode i really can't tell you guys mm-hmm. what to expect we're still like in the process of figuring out what we're going to do um we usually have an abg episode but i want to switch it up it is our 50th episode um technically speaking I, i'm considering this our one year anniversary even though it did pass about a week ago so mm-hmm. we Happy birthday to us, Ung Jury. Uh, one year anniversary was March 5th. Um, we're recording this March 16th, so we're a slightly little bit late, but hey, I don't think the podcast is going to hate us for this. Um, so we're still going to figure out what we're going to do for our AB, for our episode 50, our one year anniversary. Let's see if we can get some uh, you know, some old voices in. I know I'm going to try and get Kevin back in here, and then we'll try and get other voices back in just to kind of like, you know, freshen it up a little bit for that 50th episode but i'm lewis i think we'll 51st episode we'll be back probably with full again sea of thieves um episodes no, no, no. it'll be the first episode after the release and we'll just we're be not discussing. we're not gonna be done with that game for a while oh no it's by no be, means yeah. that, that game is gonna be a good a, a good long long time before we actually well to the 100 anything. well to the other oh, yeah. 100 to the other anniversary <laughs> so <laughs> our 51st episode will probably be our, uh, our reaction episode on the release of sea of thieves and the full content so let's stay wary of that all right guys as the jury you will know. You will now be tasked to deliberate on what we just spoke about. Go to www.hungjurynetwork.com. Dude, there's a there's a tab right there called the weekly deliberation. There, all you have to do is click one answer to one question and then click submit. Um, the question this week will most likely be if you are planning or do you play Escape from Tarkov. Um, so just go right there, answer your results and. Obviously, next week, even though it is our 50th anniversary, we will most definitely be releasing the verdict, uh, the results, and we'll have a little small little discussion based around that. Uh, please remember that we upload every Monday. Timing depends on the weather. Make sure to check us out at our website, www.hungjurynetwork.com. Search us up on iTunes, Google Play Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and other affiliate podcast services as Hungry Gaming Podcast. This conversation goes both ways, so send us your thoughts. Join the jury by tweeting your comments to at Hungry Gaming Podcast and join the Facebook page. As always, guys, thank you for listening. It's been awesome, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye, everyone.